It's the episode from heaven number 11. What's up, Belarus? We're here talking to our fan in Belarus. This is Don't Be an Idiom. My name's Ryan. My name's Albert. We've met, probably, if you're listening. Yeah. What? Us two? I mean, well, I was talking Oh, we've met you out there, yeah. I'm talking to people that are listening. All those people, yeah. All those good fans we have out there. Well, I never thought we'd get this far, I gotta say. Yeah, we almost didn't make it to to episode 11, actually. Yeah, we just kept pushing it back. We usually record on a Saturday. (laughs) It's Wednesday. Sometimes a Sunday and Monday. (laughs) Yeah, it's Wednesday. Yeah, so this this is the closest we have ever recorded before releasing it. Yeah. Or the closest we've come to flaking completely and not doing one. <laughs> yeah, but look at us now. I know. 11 weeks of not flaking. That's another mm. record for me. Records. Always breaking records. So this today's episode is dedicated to um, a very special fan of ours who lives in the great city of Minsk. In- we, we thinks. <laughs> we thinks. thinks. In Belarus. Belarus. So let's just... Uh, I just bring it up, audience. Do we have the fake wait, audience No, today? we don't actually have a fake audience ah, anymore. I mean, we could. Let's just throw them more. Yeah, we'll throw them we'll more. Okay. In there. Just for you, Belarus. Yeah, so we uh, we have access to kind of see where our listeners are from. And the other day I was like, Albert, we've got a listener in Belarus? Yeah. It's like, when's the last time you read up on, on that country? Yeah, Ryan said, he's like, I'll give you $1 trillion <laughs> if you know where Belarus is. I was like, what? I don't know Europe. <laughs> yeah, it's right by Lithuania. Right. It's, it's it's right near Poland and the Ukraine. Unfortunately, it is landlocked. It's landlocked. Oh. But just it's probably just a, you know, you know, a couple sh- train rides away from the Baltic Sea. Yeah. You think? The good sea. The the good Baltic Sea. The greatest sea. I feel like the Baltic Sea's got a fair amount of salt in it. Think so? Sounds like a salty, salty, like it's gonna really get jet set. Uh, it sounds you gotta scrub down and salt <laughs> scrub in the Baltic, <laughs> like it's like black salt. Oh, yeah, but like in a good way, right? It hurts, but, it, but like it's, it's good, but it good, good hurt, toughens, yeah, toughens, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so we're here to say, hey, send us an email at don't be an idiom yeah. at gmail.com. We want to know. Every single yeah. thing about you. Yeah, Belarus person. We're talking to you. Yeah, we're talking to specifically. The, yeah, and we already looked up the most popular names in Belarus. That yeah. way, we could maybe feel like we're directly speaking to them. So, if it's a yeah. if it's a boy, if it's a boy, I would just like to say hello and please write us Ivan, Vlad, Max, Danik, or Sasha. Yeah, you just you can or write is it us. Danik. Uh, it's probably Danik. Danik. And Send us an email, you Donick. But Albert, what if it's a what if it's a young lady who is is you if know it's, if it's a gal in Belarus? Be, yeah, what's her name? It's gonna be Kate. <laughs> Probably gonna be Kate. It's the number one name. Number in Number one name is Kate uh, or Tanya, mm-hmm. Anastasia, Dasha, or Maria. Ooh, you yeah. kind of made it French there, the Maria. Maria. What were the what, what was your favorite uh, Belarusian girl's name? Um, what was the third I mean, one with the A? Anastasia. Ana- Anastasia. That. That's a great one. That's a good one. It's yeah. got the most syllables. I love those syllables. She sounds like an Anastasia. Yeah. yeah. Anastasia. Anastasia. Anyway, we're talking about Barely this. Barely 
Bear. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. All right, let's talk about the fun facts of Belarus <laughs> while we're here. Yeah, if you if you're getting sick of hearing us talk about Belarus, guess what? We've got we got more all the facts. Yeah, so, you know, I mean, if you're wondering what the language that they speak there, well, it's Belarusian or Russian or Russian. Yeah, I mean, yeah they they only be, they only gained independence from Russia in 1991. Everyone probably knows that already. Though. Yeah. And their flag sure looks that way. It, it's a red and green bar. It's a very new looking flag. And it's got a nice. It's got a nice little kind of design on the left side. Yeah. The one interesting thing, Albert. I don't know if you knew this, but the green on the Belarusian fl- oh, flag. Yeah, yeah. Well, I represents, what that represents. It represents the forests. Ah. Because about forty percent of Belarus is covered in woodland. That sounds good to me. As long as there's no humans in there. Well, there are humans. In the country. There's about nine and a half million people that live there, actually. Stay out of my forest. (laughs) Stay out of my green stripe. (laughs) I'm hanging out with Anastasia in the hot tub forest. The hot tub forest. Yeah. That sounds great. Yeah. Wow. Anyway. Who knows? Maybe she'll get in touch with us, invite you for an all expenses paid (laughs) trip to Belarus. With walking around money. (laughs) Yeah, like a a daily stipend, an hourly stipend. Yeah. You guys could get um, a couple glasses of birch oh, sap. Yeah, that's the uh, that's a popular drink there. Very popular drink there. So we're gonna try to make some or get some. Yeah, we should order some and make a cocktail. Yeah. What do you, which uh, alcohol do you think is goes well with birch sap? Birch sap, birch beer, beer. <laughs> Just beer. <laughs> I don't know. Just throw a Coors Light in there. Like. Uh... Crown Royal Maple? What? Oh, that's not a bad idea. Sap? <laughs> More sap. Yeah. Um, well, let's talk about the city of Min- Minsk real quick. Yeah, Minsk, right. Minsk. Right? Minsk. It's the capital and the largest city, and it's also known as the Eternal City. Ooh, I like right? that. Yeah, you want to know? Yeah, you, you tell, tell me, me. How many times do you think it's been annihilated? I feel like Minsk has been an- annihilated eight times in the history you're, you're of the right country. right on the nose. It's eight times wow. it's been annihilated. It just keeps coming back, baby. Like a phoenix. Yeah. We already know Albert loves the phoenix. Kirk Douglas is from Belarus. Apparently. <laughs> it's a flat country. Very flat. They love cheese. Love it there. They have potatoes, lots of potatoes. Yeah, there's a lot of potatoes. Over 300 potato recipes over there. Is that true? Yeah. That's good. That's, <laughs> a, that's a good amount. Uh, they, they, there's a, people yield a fair amount of treasure out there. Right. That was an interesting fact that yeah. we read that in more people find treasure in Belarus than anywhere else in Europe. Right. Well, I think actually what we read was they find more treasure in Belarus than in England. No, no, it said Europe. Oh, it was Europe? Yeah, yeah. The ease. The, the ease threw always me off. Yeah, that was very off. I mean, but that's also because no one else is looking. Right. They, it's a, they are a very, they're a looking people. They, they <laughs> yeah. never, you wonder why a Belarusian never looks you in the eyes. It's because they're looking at they're the looking ground at, oh. and they, they can't hear you because they have headphones on listening to their metal detector. Right. <laughs> I think we talked about metal detectors recently. Yeah, well, it's the, um, bring it back, it's the Azazel metal detector oh, yeah. 5000 or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, what else? People love to buy kilos of chocolate as a fucking... It's, it must be It must be good. good and dark. I bet it's They also dark. use that Baltic Sea salt to uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that dark, bitter salt. It's that sea salt chocolate. Um, what else we got here? I they don't know. That's probably good. Yeah. <laughs> 
Oh, we no, probably no, no, move no, no, on. no. Let's let's just the one the the top fact is that the the cops are known not to take bribes out there. Listen, if you were thinking of visiting and you were thinking of bribing a cop, we read in multiple places, no can yeah, do. Yeah, think twice, think think thrice. <laughs> you can't do just it. Just don't. No, don't bribe them. Just be good in be, Belarus. Yeah, be good. When in Belarus. Unless no one's watching. Yeah. Well, that's okay. Yeah, all right. So, so yeah, so thanks for listening. Yes. And uh, we hope you write us. Don't be an idiom at gmail.com. We really want to hear from you. Yeah. And for all of our other international listeners, don't you worry. We're going to talk about your country soon. Yeah. Slovakia. Yeah, we're coming, we're coming for, for you. you next. <laughs> but really, it is so cool. Who would have known? Oh, man. That we could reach all the way out there. All the way out there. I hope you speak English. <laughs> well, I mean, Anastasia is listening to... She's listened to nine episodes. Maybe she just likes the the rise and fall of our voices. Ooh. Yeah. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Actually, uh, by the way, someone was listening to our podcast the other day, and they were like, oh, uh, you know, I, I listened for the first time, and- I uh, hated it. <laughs> Ryan has a really good radio voice. Ooh. <laughs> That's all they said. That's a- uh, I'll take it's that good compliment. for you. Yeah. I get it, though. I get it. I think you have a, a great voice. I don't, but that's okay. I'm still uh, doing it. I don't give a shit. No. Who said that? A you human? don't. Oh, okay. it. You don't need it now. All right. Anyway, moving on. Let's how move about, on. How about that Rickmobile at Tattooed Moms last night, huh? For all of you who are familiar with the, the cartoon Rick and Morty, we uh, we got to see the Rickmobile, which is a giant truck with a statue. I mean, the truck is a statue yeah, of Rick. Rick. That's driving across country, and it was outside of Tattooed Moms in Philadelphia. So we we took a little stroll, and we saw it, and snapped some photos. Yeah. That was about it. Yeah. It was a three-hour wait to buy any merchandise out of it. But we did not wait. No. We don't wait. We don't wait. We got Chinese food instead. That's right. And Buddha beers at the Han Dynasty. How great. Lucky Buddha. And Greg Kempf is there. Hey, buddy. Hey, man. Anything else? Um, I've been sick. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I thought I was depressed, but I was just sick. It's easy to get those two things confused. It, it's really, it's really strange. Yeah, but I'm just, I'm glad that it's just sick, not depressed. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm sure I'm depressed I'm too, sorry. but <laughs> yeah, you compound right. it. <laughs> yeah, with the sickness. Yeah, you're doing great. Thanks. You seem really happy. Today was the first time I felt good. You look good too. Thanks, buddy. Not, not because of this shitty haircut though. Oh, that's I okay. Think, I think you. Yeah, it's bullshit. Oh. All hair. I'm not fishing for haircut compliments. Yeah, I didn't really want to give it. (laughs) Don't, don't. All right, well, let's decide who's going today. Um, I don't think I don't think we have any other pressing matters to discuss before we jump into the idioms. Good. Uh, Also, can you? I feel there's an air conditioner condenser right outside my window. It must be going off, but it's not mine. It's probably our neighbors, our shitty neighbors. Sounds like it's in the room, doesn't it? It Sounds nice. That is, I guess, it sounds peaceful. All right, so noise. we um, I've, I've got something in a mug. Albert needs yeah, to guess. Ryan, Ryan came down with a mug with a, with a coaster on top of it. And he's like, if you can guess what this is, then you go first. And if not, I go. So Yeah, <laughs> I, right. So, it's not much up to fate here. It's just can I guess one out of a <laughs> infinite number of things that could fit in a teacup? I'll, I'll give you two choices. I'm good. I know. Or, I know. I, you know what? I had a first thought, so I'm just gonna say it, right or wrong. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I know. I was thinking. Do you, do you have any other ideas about how we choose who goes first? Well, I said we should guess how many aspirin are in your aspirin bottle, but now, then you could rig that. There also would have been some time-consuming counting happening if you got a lot. 
<laughs> well, there's, I mean, yeah, I don't know. You do know. I don't know. I know how many aspirin I have. One. <laughs> Not enough for a full dose. Uh, so Ryan brought down a teacup. As soon as I saw it, I just was like, tarantula. It, I would, Is I was it gonna a toy you, tarantula? No, I was going to give you two choices. No, that's it. Tarantula. I can be wrong. But I'm going to give you two choices. Well, I... I already guessed. How about, is it, um... A tarantula. Is it a skull or a ring? Uh, it's a skull ring. Oh. oh! It's actually, uh, it's actually a skull. Oh. I mean, it's not a real skull. <clears throat> it's a little guy. Do you want to know where I bought this? It looks familiar. The Capus costume store that yes. used to be in Haddon Heights. Yes! That is now... No longer in existence yeah, you've ever because been to the you know how awesome it was. Unless it's a Walgreens or a CVS or it's not the same. It, yeah, I mean, this place was awesome. It just had masks and gags all over the place. Yeah, in Audubon, New Jersey. <laughs> all right, the so, one good thing to come out of Audubon. I, I guess I'm going first. We didn't really come up with a good way of. No, I fucking out. lost. <laughs> so you, you you get to go first. You thought I was trying to trick you. I uh, just I saw I <clears throat> I had a dream where there was a tarantula. In my mouth, so I just thought that's what it was. All right. Let us now perform the idiom origin discussion. I'm going to put some effects there. Yeah. I think. All right. Albert, one of my favorite things to do is this, and it is flip the bird. Yeah, that's a good one, right? Flip the bird. I've been thinking about this one a lot. And I, I just wasn't sure. I'm like, is that an idiom? And then I'm like, yeah, it's an it's idiom. It's fine if it's not. Yeah, I think it is, though. Flip the bird. Yeah, flip the bird. Right. So, I mean, you obviously know what flipping the bird means, but in case... Given the old miadolfanga. Miadolfanga. Yeah, so when you uh, flip the bird, you raise your middle finger up as a way of expressing distaste. Yeah. <laughs> or... Or, like, if you're having a good time in a picture. Sometimes it's fun. I, yeah. have, I have fun with that. When I graduated college, all of the pictures had the middle finger. And my dad was like, well, you ruined every picture <laughs> of your graduation. I love flipping the bird. Me too. I don't ever really say flipping the bird. But, I mean, there's so many different creative ways you can do it. And it feels good. Yeah. So it's, it's a way of screaming, you know, fuck you. Yeah. Flip me one right now. All right. I didn't know if you were one of those half-crooked guys. No way. Some people do that. Or I all the way. I don't even. Like, they keep all the rest of their fingers bent. Yeah, I hate that. Make it Flip strong. Commit to it. So, talk to me about where you believe the origin oh for flipping the bird comes from. I mean, I'm imagining a bird being flipped. A dead bird. Okay. Um, uh I mean, I have no idea. Like, you, a hunter <laughs> shoots a bird, you flip it to make sure it's dead. Yeah, what does that have to do with saying, screw you? Well, I don't know. I'm going with the, uh, I guess, you know what? It's like you're, you're, you're flipping the bird and you're like, you mean as much as a dead bird to me. Uh-huh. And it's not even a good one. I got another one here for you. <laughs> I've got so many dead birds, I need to just give them to everyone. Yeah, one for you. Look at that. Sir. Excuse me, sir. Excuse me. Flip the bird. Excuse me, sir. <laughs> yeah. Businessman going to work. <laughs> yeah. Um, do, I do not have a home, but <laughs> yeah, there you but go. There's the bird. that bird? That's good. All right. Can't take so, that away from me. So uh, 
presenting someone with a dead bird as a way of saying, yeah. you yeah, disgust you me, I hate you. It's probably sick. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, that's wrong. Okay. But, uh, do you want to give me a, a time period as to either... Uh, oh, I want you to answer two questions. All right. How old do you think the uh, the action of raising your middle finger is? And oh. then, and then uh, give me like a century of when you think the phrase flipping the bird Jeez. kind of came about. A lot of questions. Yeah, I'm I gonna figured say, this, this kind of like helps yeah. the origin story develop a little I bit. I mean, I don't know. Like people throwing the middle finger up, that sounds like... It doesn't seem like it's that old. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go with the 1950s. 1950s, okay. And uh, where the expression, like how long yeah, the expression came up? Yeah, all right. So you, you just said, all right, middle fingers have been around since the 1950s. How long do you think the phrase flipping the bird has been around? Because, you know, the, they're separate things. Giving right, the middle sure. finger yeah. and calling it flipping the bird are, are, are separate. Let's go... When was the big mining time for the, for the Americans? Mm-hmm. We should call Dan. Yeah. <laughs> I know his dad was big in a volunteer. Oh, our friend Dan Lazowski, yeah, his father was, yeah, he was mining. He was volunteering at the uh, coal mines on, his, on the day on of the his day birth. the day he was born. So that was, that was pretty. They didn't even need him that day, but just in case. <laughs> he had better things to do. Yeah. Um, that's, um, that's a legend, but we like to think it's, it's a, true. Yeah, it's a myth. I, I mean, the He's mining has man. been around for... Long time, 1800s. Okay. I mean, but before that, but I mean, I think the mining that we're thinking of, like, you know, the old coal mines. Let's, yeah, like, all the way through the 1900s. All right. Yeah. So let's say beginning of the coal, let's say 1800. All right. So you think the phrase came before the action? 150. Hundred and fifty years before. That makes no fucking sense. I don't know. Alright, I'm gonna provide you people with some history. That's what we're here for. Right. Where I did don't, flipping the bird come I, from? It's not just about me getting it wrong. Let's first talk about the middle finger. That has been around since ancient Greek times. So fifth century BC, I mean people were flipping the bird. And it was bad? Yeah. <laughs> it was always bad? Yeah, it was always bad. Right. It always meant screw you. Okay. So uh, it wasn't called flipping the bird, but people still had that that um, that hand gesture. So the one piece of evidence Damn. they have for this—did you know it was that old? No, I no, definitely not. Yeah. I, I guess I didn't. I guess my brain's not working right. But like, why would the saying come before the word or the, the action? <laughs> I fucking maybe you just forgot. Maybe I'm still sick. So there was a an ancient Greek play called The Clouds from fifth century BC, and. Uh, Socrates is one of the characters in the play uh-huh. and he's talking to his students and he's, he's talking about, uh, asking if any of them can define what dactylic rhythm means, which is, is just, <laughs> if you remember like uh, iambic pentameter from high school. Yeah, sure yeah. I do. Oh, okay. Sure well, I do. <laughs> I mean, dactylic rhythm is just, is just a, you know, a, a type of where you stress, um, it's like the rhythm of the line. So he asks his students that, and one goes, Oh yeah, I know. Uh, I know dactylic rhythm. It's right here, and he lifts yes, his middle finger. He's like, nice. He's like, it's tapping with this. Nice. And Socrates is like, that is rude. That is a rude gesture. And then the guy, and then the student goes, but I, when I was a kid, I used to tap it with this. And then he pushed his, you know, penis out. Oh and- <laughs> come on. So really, the middle finger has pretty much always represented the phallus. That is good, right? Right. So it's kind of like exposing your penis, basically, when you flip the bird. Yeah, sure. Which makes sense. And I, I'm sure most people kind of just assumed that. Oh, you know what? If you look at your hand, it is like you got two arm fingers and two leg fingers well, and then a dick finger. What they say is that the two knuckles on either side of the middle finger represent the testicles. Oh, 
well, you know what? Right. That that makes sense. Yeah. So it's you're, you're showing your your. But I don't hold up the knuckles. Yeah, I That's mean, what we just talked about. But I guess no matter how low you get them to go, they're still kind of ah, like even the rest no of the balls. fist. <laughs> so um, also when you know. Uh, Ancient Rome, when the Roman Roman Empire was still, you know, being defended and Germanic tribes were attacking them, apparently German tribesmen even held their middle fingers up as they were attacking <laughs> Roman soldiers. Yeah. So it, it's it's been around since the the dawn of time. I imagine we can't so awesome. we cannot know who the first person to be like this feels right. Yeah. You know it what I mean? It does feel very right. Um, but they they do think that the Romans adopted it from the Greeks, yeah. so we can we can just say that it comes from the Greeks. All right. And the Romans called it digitus impudicus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> which feels you really right. Pewed my digits on you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that sounds really right. All right. During the Dark Ages, the middle finger vanished, and the I. I forget. How? How the, is that possible? The Dark Ages. You couldn't see it because it was, was so dark. That was like fifth uh, to thirteenth century A.D. But it's because the Catholic Church apparently had such a, a stronghold on everything that everyone's like, oh, we got to put our digits away sort of thing. Jesus. All right. But eventually the Dark Ages ended and, and people brought that back. <laughs> like, yes, the sun. <laughs> the sun. <laughs> the sun, the sun is arisen. The sunbird. That's yeah. good. Hey, there you go. <laughs> That's funny. All right. So we have the phrase flipping the bird, which is is really what we're yeah. talking about. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, it's traced back to 19th century English theater and people used to use the phrase big bird to uh, get or give the big bird. Really? Yeah. And that's the middle finger. No, it's when you would hiss at an actor if they were performing poorly on stage. I love it. So that's giving the big bird. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, you know, that's when they're doing a bad job. Yeah. Not an e- like, see, I always thought the hissing was for the villain. Like you just, even if you're playing the villain good, well, you know, everyone's like, oh, the villain's here. I'm so glad you said that. Those oh, are the I'm two, there's the two thing. There's the two situations when you give the big bird is when there's a villain on stage who's maybe the actress portraying the villain so well that you're kind of like, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah you're doing great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's either that or when an actor's performing poorly. Why wouldn't they call it the big snake? Well, because uh, it's supposed to emulate the hissing sound a goose makes when it's under, oh, it feels yeah. like threatened. Yeah. Wow. Right. This is good. I'm learning a lot right now. All right. That's really good. Good, good. Geese are, I hate geese. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm trying to remember. I haven't been hissed at by a goose in a long time, but I've, it's definitely happened to They're me the before. Worst. They are the worst. So, yeah. So, uh, we adopted the phrase from giving the big bird. That's funny. And uh, I, I don't I, I couldn't really make this connection, but I read this several places that they believe that the 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 middle finger was brought over to America by Italian immigrants. <laughs> I don't I really on a could, boat. Like yeah, this yeah, one guy they, was holding they, it the whole he's time. Like, We're bringing he's this like, right, this is the Italian <laughs> bird. And his friends like don't fall asleep. Don't fall asleep. <laughs> right. So uh, apparently the Italian immigrants, and I mean, my <laughs> grandfather was an Italian immigrant. It might have been him. Grandfather probably did it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. That's where the middle finger came from. And eventually that got mixed in with the big bird. 
So That's it was kind great. of like a mixture of the the physical action with the, you know, you're horrible, fuck you, <laughs> kind of thing, right? So then it got combined. And what about Big Bird from Sesame Street? Well, there's also Big Bird from Sesame Street. You know, it just, it just goes to show all that kid stuff is mm-hmm. always just laden with dick jokes. <laughs> yeah, right. right? Yeah, yeah. Shrek, dick. <laughs> Monsters, dick. Dick, dick. right. <laughs> Monsters, right. dick. Sorry, go ahead. All right, so, uh, yeah, I don't have much more. So uh, apparently the... It's believed the first photographic evidence of a middle finger in America was in 1886. And it was, uh, there were two baseball teams, the Boston Bean Eaters. Yeah, well, you're in Boston. And the New York Giants. And uh, one of the Bean Eaters, old Hoss Radborn, (laughs) who was a pitcher. They had to take a photo with the New York Giants. So in it, he's just kind of standing there and his his arm, his like hands slightly up, just giving the finger. I need to see that pic. Yeah, it's good. That is good. So that was was a a notable first middle finger. Being the first fucking middle finger and you're part of like a pro baseball team yeah it's awesome wait till they get a load of this hoss radborn adding it again yeah man that guy that guy's had a good time he did uh i also wanted to give one other notable anecdote about uh middle fingers apparently a naval ship was uh captured by north koreans in 1968 Mm -hmm. and they were held hostage for a whole year and they were tortured and they were forced to give all these false confessions. And, uh, it, you know, it was an international crisis. But the North Koreans released a photograph to America just to prove that they were still alive and that they had confessed to doing these things. Yeah. And in the photo, a bunch of the American soldiers are just giving the middle finger. But the North Koreans didn't know <laughs> what it no meant. They like, yeah. oh, to God. <laughs> so they... <laughs> they... <laughs> The soldiers told him that it means it's the Hawaiian good luck sign. Sure, yeah. And they're like, okay, yeah, we'll go with that. And they took the picture, and then they eventually figured out later that that, that meant and they fuck cut you. Cut all their dicks off, <laughs> and they uh, they beat them severely for a whole week. Oh well, you know, I feel like <laughs> I wonder how they figured that out. I feel like everything takes so long back then. Yeah, I get the picture developed. Well, I mean, it's the '60s. I mean, you like, can they get like a rate? Does the radios happen? Yeah, there? it's the '60s. They're like. Oh, just so you know, they're fucking with you guys. <laughs> get the sticks. Get, get the, the sticks. sticks. But um, so those are just some some notable middle fingers, and uh, yeah, uh, anecdotal notables. I like that. Anecdotal notables. Um, the uh, what else you got? There? Yeah, the last thing I got is uh, um, there's a lot of other different uh, hand gestures in different cultures that kind of mean the same thing. Like in Britain. They typically don't use one finger. They'll use the index and the middle finger together. Yeah, together. Like, but spread together, out. It's like a, it's like a, a spread, reverse like a, peace like a, sign. Peace parse sign. I mean, peace signs when you're showing your palm, but when your yeah. palm's facing you, that's kind of that's there. Funny. That doesn't look all that offensive. It's not as fun. I'll tell you that much. No. Uh, in Spanish, Portuguese, and French countries, when you kind of make a bicep and slap it, you have your fist up and you yeah. slap your bicep. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that that's that's for that country. Um, Islamic cultures and countries, thumbs up just means sit on my phallus, asshole. Really? <laughs> yeah. Just a thumbs up. That's funny because in that Bojack Horseman episode where he's underwater, a thumbs up to the fish is like an offensive gesture. And he's like, oh. he forgets. They're like, don't, don't do that. And then like he's panicking. So he's giving the thumbs up. And everybody's like, oh, that's great. Yeah. 
Well, my my last one, which is one of my favorites, is uh, is uh, Greek, and my my Greek friends always used to do this. But uh, oh, man, I think it's called mutsa. But it's when you you put all five of your fingers in their face, mm-hmm. and it's basically calling you a bastard. It's like you have five fathers. You're a bastard. Oh wow, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or talk which to feels the hand. good too. It's kind of like talk to the hand. I wonder if yeah, that's good. Who yeah. does the neck flick flipping one? That's, like, a, yeah, that's, that's Italian. Cool, right? Yeah. That's cool. That's a good one too. Yeah. So yeah. So there you go. Flipping the bird. That's a really good one. That has a lot of history. To Next it. time you give the finger, think about that stuff. I'm gonna think of Big Bird. Think of Big Bird. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, uh, mine. I don't. I don't have as much as you for once. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna just jump right into it. So, also not sure if it's an idiom, but I'm okay with it. Okay. Um, when's the last time you felt like your life was in shambles? Oh, life in shambles. Uh, 18 minutes before Tonight, you got yeah. here I felt yeah. like that yeah um, I know I felt like it was always a word I could relate to too mm-hmm. um, just felt right for yeah. my fucking life but what does it mean today to you if your life in, all right, if anything's I mean, not, in shambles it doesn't have to be your life it could be anything <clears throat> yeah if anything's in shambles it's all falling apart and you know it's a mess it's on the ground yeah. it's destroyed yeah um, the current definition is a uh, scene or state of great disorder or confusion oh yeah yeah. I get it. Yeah. So I feel like the way I hear it now these days a lot is, is you'll say um, something is in shambles, mm-hmm. you know, but um, that's actually, there's, there, you could say, there's other ways to say, it. you could say it's a shambles, or you can also say it's in a shambles. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that it all has to do with this word really kind of came from a long time ago and changed a lot. Like problem I had with this word was that there was so many dates and changes and things that I, I, I couldn't get the timeline nailed down very easily. So yeah. I'm going to attempt to do that. Oh, good. So, um, you know, now it's a mess and all that sort of thing, but do you have any idea of like what the origin of it is? Shambles. Well, now that you've said that it's been around a long time and I, I shouldn't have said etymology, that. <laughs> it's um, very new. <laughs> it's a new I, guess, I guess it's etymology has kind of progressed and changed throughout yeah. the years. Yeah. Um, but Shambles, Shangri-La. Yeah, use your chamois. Use your Latin. That's a sham. Shamwow. Mm, Shamwow. <laughs> My first idea was that uh, it was like a like a great war, like World War One, like when things were right. just rubble and uh, so many different people were, you know, their homes were destroyed. I was just kind of thinking of like everything literally being destroyed and in, in, in shambles right. and people kind of applying that to their own lives. Right. Yeah. But, but maybe it was just a, a crazy cat cartoon from the twenties. Uh, like my name's shambles. Right. Yeah. yeah then, I don't have anything. The 19, <laughs> the 1920s. Right. The or, 1920s or, or the 10 20s. Yeah, who knows? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, let me, let me just kind of start you here. So in the ninth century, mm. right, there was a word called, Shamal or Shamal. It's actually been the spelling of this thing is all Changed over the a lot, place. Yeah. But um, it's it's Old English. And what I didn't realize about Old English is that the S-C, because it's spelled S-C-A-M-O-L mm-hmm. or S-C-O-M-U-L, uh, that, that makes the, the S-H sound. Right. I didn't realize that because I'm like, scamal, <laughs> scamal, scamal. But it actually is pretty close there. So right. it's Shamal. And actually what that means there is a stool or a table. Okay. Right? Yeah. Kind of a weird beginning for it all. And it's it's believed that it comes from the Latin word uh, scamellum, 
which also means small bench or stool. Yeah. Around the 10th century, it started to mean a table in a shop or a market. So we're starting with this little stool, and now all of a sudden it's a specific it's stool adorable. to a... Yeah, it is cute, I think. It yeah. Looks very, yeah. My life's a little stool. Yeah, my life's but a little I can stool. I sit on it. Right. So jump ahead a little bit to the 1300s. The word changes a little bit, and it's um, spelled shamil, uh, but then it also starts getting pronounced as shamble mm. or shambles, Got so, it. but it's still not all the way pinned down yet. Right. And at this time in the 1300s, it's used to talk about a butcher's table or stall, um, and then later even to mean a meat market in general. Oh, I like where this is going. All right. Love so, butchers. Yeah, right. Um, also, the the B there in the shamble, mm-hmm. uh, it's believed that that is an, I'm going to say this word wrong, epin, epinthesis? Epinthesis? Epithesis. Okay. Or it's an addition to uh, to one or more sounds to a word that people kind of just add in without there ever being a real reason for it to be just there. Just dialect or people yeah. mispronouncing epithetic, or whatever. An epithetic epithesis. Anyway, so check this out. The word that they use as an example that this happens to is hamster. Hmm. Like, you know, remember your old pet hamster or the yeah. class pet it's hamster? It's hamster without a P. Yeah, that people tend to hamster. add in yeah. that sound of P, hamster. Mm-hmm. So mm. it's believed that that B in shambles uh, actually came from there. Right. So that was something I didn't really know oh, about. Okay. So let's fast forward a little bit more. Sure. In the mid-16th century, shambles, uh, the S kind of was pretty much used all the time there. And it was one of these weird situations where a singular uh, was in a plural form. So it was always a shambles, even if there was only one. And uh, that basically got boiled down to a slaughterhouse. Oh, cool. Yeah, all so right. you would go to the shambles. Oh, the shambles. And it would be the slaughterhouse. Pick up your meat. Yeah. All right. So then a little bit later in the 16th century, um, it, because butchery is a messy business yeah. and there's like, you're always dealing somewhere. with, uh, yeah, it's like blood and guts. Uh, it became the shambles was known as just a scene of blood or carnage or stuff. Cool. So you could use it for a war or a, a fucking crime scene yeah. at this point. You could say, you know, it was just like, Oh my God, the, it was a shambles of a scene. You know, it's just now you're, now you're really associating everything with blood. Whoa. And then it wasn't until the 20th century that the blood kind of got removed from it all and shambles got accepted as this idea of just this big mess mess, or confusion or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's just really neat how you you put a stool... In a in a place and where they're see making how it meat. changes over yeah a thousand years or right whatever. right and and you just you you look at the idea of um, chopping up fucking animals and and the the blood and gore of all that gets us to our modern day uh, definition of it all yeah but here's the other thing about the shambles um, it's also it also became an adjective a while back so in the 17th century. Uh, it was an adjective for ungainly or awkward. So you could be a um, you could be a shamble a shamble young boy, shamble boy. Uh, you know, yeah. and he's just uh, we've all met we've all them, been a little shamble, and we've all been them, right? Yeah. So a shamble boy. Uh, then it also became a verb because of the adjective. And then in the late 1700s, uh, shamble was actually to walk 
with a shuffling gait or to walk awkwardly and unsteadily. Right. Um, we should start a shambles gang. Uh, yeah. Uh, which I mean, also the sham- like the South Side the, Shamblers. The South Side Shamblers. Right? A gang slash boys choir. Yeah, right. We'd be the most awkward, (laughs) slashiest, leatheriest. We'd slash prices. Yeah. yeah. Cheap. It's cheap to get in. But there's only one way out. One way out. That's to get fucking (laughs) cut to shreds. Cut to shreds. Good. Um, And it's also believed that that version of, you know, shamble like that comes from this idea of the stools on these old legs of these benches being mm-hmm. kind of awkward. So imagine a, like a, like an awkward stool walking down the street. That's like your shamble gate. Uh, yeah. So I thought it was neat that you could shamble, shamble, you, shamble, could, you shamble. could, you know, you could ungainly awkwardly walk yeah. in a shambling way. Right. But then you could also shamble, shamble to the shambles. Yeah, <laughs> because it's, it's an adjective, actually, a verb, it's a noun. But it's also a it's also a place that decided to take it as its proper name. Oh, right, name. right, right. Because it's a butcher shop. Well, it's actually a An famous. Abattoir. It's a famous street in um, York in England. Oh, in England. So, okay. uh, have you ever heard of the shambles? It's no. like a famous like street. No, what we, it, should, we should go. Though. We should go. If you're a Harry Potter fan out there, to me it was very reminiscent of a Diagon Alley. Diagon Alley. Diagon Alley, uh, right? Diagon Alley. Diagon Alley. Yeah, However yeah, you're supposed to say yeah, it. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, and it's really neat that the architecture, it's the way that, you know, where you're at on the street, that the top layers actually almost seem to kind of come in even closer and lean the bottom. in. And that's a, that's, yeah, it's cool. Yeah, it's got a it's got a special name. I don't remember. But so the shambles, this this was a this special street in New York um, that's still there. You can still visit today. It used to be called the Great Flesh Shambles. And um, they think it came from this uh, word, fleshimals, which means uh, flesh shelves, because it was big time butcher out there. Yeah. Um, and they said even up until 1872, there were still 25 butcher shops that were operating wow. there. So it was just like, you know, they're naming it after what's going on out there. And they were just... Yeah, it's a meat town extravaganza. Yeah, they're just like a <laughs> lot of blood, a <laughs> yeah. lot of pigs and all that Smelled sort of great. Yeah. Um, funnily enough, there's not a single butcher shop on that street today. I don't think there are any butcher shops. There's probably 25 butcher shops in the all world. Over the world. <laughs> <laughs> and they're all in Belarus. Yeah, they're all in Belarus. All right. So that's that's to me the extent of the actual word, yeah. the the shambles, right? Okay, yeah, it's great. But on that street, the shambles. <laughs> okay, okay. This yeah. is this, this is, is where the I wanted, rivulet of this is where other I information. To just dive down. Okay, and I tried yeah. to keep it to this one specific. Okay, because it just you know. Yeah. Um. So have you ever heard of Saint Margaret Clitheroe? No. Okay. So she was this. Uh, she she became a martyr, right? Because um, love martyrs. Yeah. So she was this woman that lived lived on this. Well, she married a wealthy butcher, mm-hmm. and she lived and and they lived and worked in the shambles. Yeah. Okay. In York, England. So she converted to Roman Catholicism in 1574, and that was like not okay. Oh, okay. Um, because the Protestants or they uh like they outlawed all. It was called the um, it was called the Act of Supremacy. Yeah. Happened in 1534 where the king of England said the only supreme head on earth of the uh is me, uh, the Church of England or something. Right. So if you weren't practicing whatever the fuck they were doing in England like it was not okay. Right. So you couldn't practice Catholicism or anything else, right? Sounds like a dream. 
Yeah, you know what? Actually, this is the one time where I feel like it's pretty badass to be a Catholic, right? <laughs> All right. So she converts, and she gets arrested a lot just yeah. for not going to English church. Right. And, like, she actually had her third child in prison because she cool. kept being arrested. Prison you know? baby. Yeah. So at this time, what was pop? Well, not popular and secret mm-hmm. were these things called priest holes. Mm-hmm. You ever heard of a priest hole I, before? Yeah, I think I've heard of priest holes. All right. Well, so uh, a priest hole was this thing uh, where they would you would have, like, a false uh, something in your house, like a false... Uh, uh, like a fireplace or, or yeah. a closet, something that was totally hidden. Yeah. And you could harbor, because people were harboring Catholic priests back then. They would just keep them to, in the hole. And to hide them, yeah. And throw they would a chicken do, bone in there. Give them a chicken bone. Dinner. And they would, uh, they would hold secret masses and stuff like that. Wow. Yeah. So, uh, so St. Margaret was w- one of the most... A famous martyr. She had the most priests and the most amount of holes in her house. She had a lot of holes. It was one of the most important hiding places for priests in North England. Oh, wow. Yeah. So um, in uh, 1586, her house was searched. And a frightened, <laughs> shambling boy. I think it's a frightened, shambling priest. <laughs> a frightened, shambling no. boy at the threat of flogging. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he revealed where oh, where uh, Margaret's priest hole was. <laughs> so they're found out. She's arrested. She refused. She refuses to plead. They're yeah. like, "How do you? You know?" She's like, well, "I did no crime. I have no. I don't believe in this stuff. I did no crime." Right. So she says nothing to save her family because if if her trial was brought to court, then her family would have to testify, and then they would be all subjected to uh, possible torture. Yeah. So this girl zips her lips. Right. Yeah. You know how you can speak without talking, right? How? You but can flip, flip the bird. The bird. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> so check this out. While pregnant with her fourth child. They decide that, you know, because she will not say or do anything, they're like, all right, well, we're going to torture you. So there's this form of torture that I'm not sure if you're aware of. They put a sharp fist-sized rock under the person's back. Oh, that sounds good. You you lay them on the back. Yeah, yeah. She was requested to be stripped. She wanted to be naked when this happened. That was a request. Yeah. Right? So she's laid on it, on her back, on the rock. Then they took the door of her house and they laid it on top of her. And then they kept loading heavy rocks oh, right. on top of the uh, door. Good. And it got up to they somewhere between 800 and 900 oh my pounds God. until her back broke. Right. That'll happen. Right. So uh, she, Meanwhile, the husband's like, where's my door? <laughs> right. And my dinner. <laughs> um so they said she died in 15 minutes, but they didn't take the door off of her for six hours. Oh, jeez. And I drew a, a picture of it. Oh. <laughs> right there. That's that's a really bad drawing. I know. But I get it. Yeah. So in case you didn't, weren't able to say. But anyway, um, she was in 1970. She was canonized as a saint. Good for her. And uh, one final fun fact about her was when she died, they just kind of dumped her body in a dump mm, mm. and some people secretly moved her Good. but someone decided to remove her hand and then Jesus. her hand was, as a relic or yes Jesus. exactly as a relic this hand was moved from different churches and chapel chapels yeah. in england for a while right and then it popped up in this place called the bar covenant uh and it's like this little chapel which was also something that was designed to hide its catholic mm. 
you know, yeah, right. structure and whatever. Yeah. And you can go. Give it a high five. And you can give it a high five. Yeah. Nice. You can go see her hand. Catholics and their relics. Yeah. They really love a holy relic. Yeah. So that's it. That's, that's what awesome. I got. You know, the shambles, you can use it a lot of different ways. Good. That's All the ways. Fascinating information about that word that I, I will never think of it the same again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know what else to say about it. I mean, it's been used every single way. So Perfect. Yeah. Well, everyone, we just wanted to say, take this information, bring it to your bosses, <laughs> bring it to your neighbors, call up your grandma. Flipping the bird. Flipping the bird. You know, your life is probably, if you're listening to this podcast, your life's probably in shambles. Yeah. Do you think? We um, should do a, maybe not. I, I shouldn't judge our audience. our our my our life feels me, my. very in shambles, <laughs> yeah. right? But um, no, I think I would say if there was a shambles meter, I would imagine our listeners are better than me. Better than yeah, less shambly than me. Less shambly. Yeah. All right. Well, to um many more non-shambled days. I say we shamble on out of here and go get a drink. Let's shamble on out of here, buddy. All right. Well, um, we'll see you guys next week. You've been listening to Don't Be an Idiom. My grandmother brought the stuffing. My uncle brought bottles of wine. My mom brought her boyfriend, my dad brought disdain, we were having a terrible time. My grandfather brought the Italian bird, the family shut up, no one said a word. T'was the quietest Christmas that I've ever heard, when my grandfather brought the Italian bird. My brother, he brought out the vodka We ran into the forest at night It was such a pleasure Just hunting for treasure We'd nearly forgotten to fight When my grandfather brought the Italian bird The sight of him naked was quite absurd Kirk Douglas would roll in his grave if he heard that my grandfather flashed the Italian bird. Lie, 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 lie.